0: together that is a declaration of faith and so shall it be done unto you as a show shall it be unto you that no matter what comes your way your life is in God's hands, so you will stand tell somebody stand look at somebody tell the person stand tell someone don't fall stand grace in abundance thank you my God for the power of your divine love that keeps us this one Lord we are glad to be in your presence David said, I was glad when it was said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. This one, we are glad to be in your presence. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that Lord, minister your word to every spirit in this house in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And even those who are worshiping with us online because, Lord, we know that there's no distance in the spirit. This one, I pray that let your blessing fall upon every hear of this word and let the name of the lord jesus christ be glorified in jesus mighty name amen amen and amen put your hands together thank god oh your clap is oh it can get better than that yesterday night when the football um, um scores were going on you are shouting you are clapping, but please do better this is jesus this is not a leather case yeah you got it right yes but that's good this is not a leather case. This is Jesus. The giver of life. The sustainer of our lives. The one in whom we live and we have our being. Hallelujah. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I was coming from East Ligon when There was a um, uh, um, uh, go and some gentlemen were watching the football. I think in some area they're just standing and so I asked so I said, so I don't go to stand for the whole I said, yes, mommy. It was an outside screen and they were standing. I said, what? Standing. How long is the football more? one hour or more? You know, there's overtime. Right? One, hour, 90 minutes. said, when there's overtime it's more, right? And I said, ah, so I don't go to stand. And he said, yes, ma." I said, what? If you maybe people stand in church for ninety minutes, t- I went jail, huh? But they were, the adrenaline was flowing and there was a goal. And before I knew it, one guy was, they, they ran. And one guy almost ran to the street. You know, but he got to the edge the, that the, he checked and so then he went by, I say, right. <laughs> Mutual Cross. Yay! That is the excitement of football. But we should be more, more excited about Jesus. Be excited about football, but be so excited also about Jesus and about your life and about your future. You've got to be excited. Somebody be excited about your tomorrow. Be excited about your future because God is in it. Right, to Father Mr. Rubin. Atepe and Caribbean, God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. God is doing something new. Amen. And I thank God for the time in which we are in. You know, just, just about a few days, we'll be in the month of June. That's six months. The year has gone halfway, six months. And we thank God. Oh, I thank God I'm, I'm entering June. Some didn't make February. And so if you made it this end of May, going to June, and i know by the grace of god you make july august september october november december we should be excited and thankful amen and you should have great expectation for your tomorrow because your tomorrow will definitely be better than your today or your yesterday i speak that to somebody i'm speaking to somebody who this morning is wondering about your tomorrow god says i should tell you that your tomorrow will be better than your today and your yesterday amen your tomorrow is definitely going to be better And so hold on, hold on to faith, nothing to fear, amen. He's gone ahead of you and he's prepared a way for you where you don't see a way. I believe I'm speaking to somebody this morning. The Lord is on your side. The Lord is with you. The Lord will help you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm ministry aware this morning I've titled the Sons of God. The sons of God. And I'm reading from the, of, the book of Luke. Oh, Luke and book are the same. The Gospel of St. Luke chapter 15, the verse 11 to 18. Amen. And the Bible says there was a certain man, Jesus said there was a certain man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, forgive me, give me the part of the property that falls onto me. And he divided the estate between them. And not many days after that, the younger son gathered up all that he had and journeyed into a distant country. And there he wasted his fortune in reckless and loose life from, you know, looby loose from a restraint, a restraint living. I'm reading from the Amplified. And when he had spent all he had, a mighty famine came upon that country and he began to fall behind and be in want. So he went and forced, glued himself upon one of the citizens, in that country who sent him to feed his pigs and he would gladly have fed on and filled his belly with the pods the carbo pods that the pigs were eating but they could not satisfy his hunger and nobody gave him anything better then when he came to himself he said how many hired servants of my father have enough food to eat and even food to spare but I'm perishing I'm dying I'm hungry I'm dying of hunger here Then he came to himself, and he said, I will get up and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. Hallelujah. He said he's not worthy to be called his son, but he should just receive him. And truly, his father received him. I'm talking about two sons here. And this young man, whom we um, often call the prodigal son, he, he and his brother were living with his father. I believe his father was quite well off. And then this boy gets up one day. I don't know what enters into his mind. I you know how sometimes people, people get things enter into their mind and they begin to misbehave. And goes to his father and says, Father, when you die, you will definitely leave me be an inheritance, but I want it now. So give it to me. And surprisingly, the father gave it to him. And then Bible says he went out and he wasted his whole inheritance in righteous living, living recklessly, without any restraint, without any control. And you know that... Um, fools have many friends and money too has many friends but when your money is finished you find that you have few friends <laughs> and Bible say oh thank you club." <laughs> thank you true so the Bible says that very soon the money was finished and he was hungry he was destitute and he couldn't find anybody to help him where were all those friends he was partying with but anyway so eventually he decides to go and work for a man who had a pig farm and then the man sent it to feed pigs so this very affluent rich young man suddenly finds himself you know working in the pigsty and so hungry that he would want to eat or he fed off the food that he had been given to give to the pigs and then he came to him and said no what look at I me mean, my father has many servants in his house and the servants are even fed better and they have enough to eat and some even spill over why am I still here why am I here they said, No, I've made a mistake. I'll go back to my father and apologize for what I've done. And perchance, he'll take me in. And truly, when he went, he apologized to his father. And his father, being the good father he was, took him back. Amen. <clears throat> Jesus was speaking this parable in relation to our relationship with God and in relationship to repentance. That doesn't matter how far we stray, when we turn back to him, he receives us. And even you know makes us better amen praise the lord amen but that's what i'm preaching this morning now i'm talking about the two sons so this boy had a position as a son he was an heir but perverse in character you know he was an heir he was in a, in a good home a son of his father but his character was perverse he wasn't good you know you know when we say something is perverse is you know having a deliberate and obstinate desire to behave in a way that is wrong that is unreasonable or unacceptable we have many christians like that we are sons of god daughters of zion but we carry and we have very perverse characters you know the definition of perverse is you know deliberately behaving badly or improperly despite knowing that your actions Will have bad consequences on yourself and not only yourself but onto, upon others around you. That is perversion. You know, it's deliberately deviating from the norm. You know, from that which is proper. From that which is good. And persistently holding on to that which is wrong. Stubbornly. You know, being wayward. Being contrary. And being cantankerous. And there are the world today, I always say that We are in a perverse world, in a perverse generation, because now this world calls the things that are good, bad, and the things that are bad, good. Anything that is perverse is something that is going contrary to that which is normal, that which is the norm. And if today you really think to, you see that the whole world is in a state of perversion. Yes, can you see it? I could spell it all out, but it's so clear to see. That people love wrong things. People love things that, you know, you, tell, you, just, you just don't understand. This is a world today where, you know, when somebody is doing something wrong, so long as, you know, it's bringing money, people say, oh, yeah, you are powerful, you are great, you are wonderful. But it's wrong. It's not good success. This is a world today where people are choosing ro- wrong and totally deviant behaviors. And the world says it's good. You know, to the point where today it's moved from men to men, women to women to women to dogs. Where is this thing going to end? That's, that is perversion. And people accept it. So long as well I my, get my money, I don't care. I don't care. so long as my, And then people say, oh, I love you. Oh, I want to follow you the rest of my life. I love you. And they'll, they'll be following that person, following all kinds of people. Not thinking about what they are doing, whether it is right or wrong, but just because they look so beautiful. Yes, I saw something in my heart, my heart. I saw a secondary school and a celebrity had gone there <laughs> and I don't know what the whole thing was. I don't know whether she went to talk to them, but then she stood in front of them and was dancing, gyrating, rolling hips and swinging hips and the children were wild. And head the, dance, and I said, "What is what is this got to do with, you know, a whole school? What is this girl doing? What's this woman doing? What's she teaching them?" No wonder when your kids come from school, they are into all kinds of things, and you can't stop them because if the authority that is supposed to teach them the right thing is giving them this as food to feed on, when they come home, if teacher thinks. That somebody coming to twerk in front of them is all right. And your daughter is twerking at home, you say, Stop twerking. She doesn't say anything wrong with it. School quiet twerking. So you should be very, very aware. When parents be aware, young people be aware. Because it's not everything that is good. The world is in a state of perversion. And for us as believers, if we don't get it straight, the prodigal son, the word prodigal, is wasteful, perverse. He was perverse, wasteful. He said, Father, give me that which will come to me when when you die. Even asking your father that itself is I mean, it's wrong. That you're waiting for him to die, you can't wait, he's not dying quickly enough, he's not dying fast enough. If I was a father, it would have been a different story. But this was a perverse son. And even after he left, he went on in his perversion until he came to himself when all was gone, when he was totally broke. Two sons. One stayed behind. Continued to work for his father. And when this one came, that guy was still there. Two sons. Then I'll talk about the two sons of Eve. Eve had two sons. The Bible says that she gave birth to Cain and then Abel, two sons. Now Abel was a tiller, a keeper of sheep, but Cain was, you know, a farmer, a tiller, a tiler of the ground, or a tiller of the ground. He tilled the ground. And Bible says it came to a time when the two boys brought an offering to God, and Abel, Bible said brought of the firstlings of his flock, the best, and Bible says, and the fat thereof, extra, the best sheep the best-fatted sheep, the best of his flock, no blemish, he brought it before God. And God had respect unto Abel and unto his offering. God accepted it. God appreciated it. Said, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. Because Cain also brought, I would say, from the fruit of the, his ground. I mean, he just took maybe some cassava plantain and said, and he brought it. You know, there are different ways in which we can give to God and to men you know, can give something to somebody say j and you can give something say, oh j y it's a difference there's a difference it could be the same thing but cain brought from the fruit of his ground and abel brought the best the first wing of his flock and the father of and then when Cain realized that abel's offering had been accepted he became jealous he became angry you know sometimes the reason why you know you get angry at people it's not because of it is because you, you see that they are doing well so you get angry, you're jealous. But don't be jealous. That's what God said to you. So why are you angry? Why is your countenance no falling? Why are you wroth? So if you do well, will you, also, will you not also be accepted? The came here, no. <clears throat> he got even more angry. And by the way, when he went to the field with his brother, he rose up and he killed his brother. He killed his brother, Abel. And when God asked him again, where is your brother? Where is Abel? He said, Am I my brother's keeper? Throwing God a cheeky answer also. So you can see from the character of Cain that he was a perverse person. And truly, God also laid a curse on him. And God sent him out. He said, No, God, now that you've sent me away like this, anybody who finds me will kill me. And God said, No, I'll put a mark on you. Anybody who kills you will take seven times the curse that is upon your life. And so Cain was also a perverse person. Two sons. One Abel, righteous in the sight of God, Cain perverse. Hebrews 11 4 says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So Abel's sacrifice unto God was more excellent than that of Cain. And Bible said, By which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead still speaks. That's why the blood of Abel speaks. His blood, he said to him, Cain, that the blood of your brother is cried out unto me from the ground. God considered Abel righteous. Abel was of faith, but Cain was perverse. The two sons of Rebecca, Rebecca also had two sons. Bible says that she was barren, that's Isaac's wife, and Isaac interceded for her. And she took seed. And at that point, she realized that there was, you know, like some fighting in her womb. And she realized that the children whom were struggling, and when she inquired of God, God said to her that two nations are in your womb. Pardon me. <coughs> and two men of people shall be separated from your bowels, and one shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. And so, when her days were fulfilled, she brought forth. She brought forth her two children. Esau came, and as he was coming, Jacob was holding his heel. My twins coming out, one comes out, the other is coming holding his heel, and they came out of the womb. And Bible says, and the boys grew, these two sons they grew. Esau was also a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Was a plain man dwelling in tents, plain man dwelling in tents. Now, you're not really doing much for himself, right? So, plain man, Esau was a cunning hunter, amen, a man of the field. And Bible says, and Isaac loved the father, loved Esau. And he ate of his, you know, venison. He brought in home a meat and then his mother would make nice and numpotum potom for him. And he loved, he loved it. And Rebecca also loved Jacob. And Bible says, one day, Jacob made a bowl of a pottage. Simple English and simple cheese. And uh, poto, And Esau came from the field, hungry and faint. And he said, give me of your 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 porridge to eat and um i'm faint and then jacob said i won't give you but if i'll give it to you i let you sell me your birthright your position as the firstborn he said ah give me the food to eat i'm hungry i'm not talking about birthright what, you talking about? what is the point of a birthright to me and jacob said, swear to me today and he swore to him and by so the bible said he sold his birthright his position of the firstborn to his brother jacob and Jacob gave him of the pottage and bread and he ate and he rose up and he went his way. Bible said Esau despised his birthright. Many of us despise our birthright in God. God has made us sons and daughters, but then we despise what God has given to us. We despise our position. I'll get to it later. So God says in the book of Malachi, Malachi prophesied, He said, I have loved you, says the Lord. And you have to say, Why, wherein have you loved us? was not esau jacob's brother said the lord yet i love jacob and i hated esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness god says that jacob i've loved esau i've hated and the romans the book of romans says why why would god do that was god unrighteous to um have said he loved esau more than jacob because even when they were in the womb he had even planned that the older will serve the younger. Was God being unrighteous? God said, no, he wasn't being unrighteous. But he, the Lord, will have mercy upon whom he will have mercy and will have compassion upon whom he he will have compassion. So it's not of him that willeth, nor him that runneth. but of God who shows mercy. Now, so we see these two boys also. Esau was profane. He did not regard his birthright. He did not place value on that which God had positioned him. In he didn't value it, so he said, Oh, what is um, b- my birthright? Give me the food to eat. What is my birthright? Many of us profane our birthright like that. We are the children of God, but yet, when temptation comes, you rather yield to the temptation instead of remembering who you are in Christ. And so, we take, we take on till we do things. God says, Such people are profane. He didn't regard his birthright as a thing of worth but sold it for a bowl of potty, a bowl of important potter You see, when we talk about somebody's birthright, it's a position. And your birthright comes with an inheritance and a right of way. Um, Jacob, when he was about to die, called his sons to bless them. And it was a pattern or it was the, the norm that the father would bless his children and tell them what would become of them after he was gone so reuben not uncle reuben please (laughs) being the firstborn came with his head first expecting a blessing and jacob said to listen reuben you are my firstborn you are my might and the beginning of my strength said the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power so by his position he should be a dignified man a worthy man a man you know of strength a man who carries honor, because he's the firstborn, and the, the, the position of the firstborn came with that blessing. But, Reuben didn't. Reuben didn't. So, his father, after saying that you are the excellency of power, the beginning of my strength and might, he said, but you are as unstable as water. You will not excel. So, the father, blessing him, he cursed him. He said, you will not excel because you went to your father's bed and you defiled it. Then he said to everybody that he went up to my coach. You see Ruben was in the position of a firstborn. He had the position of dignity and power, but he did not regard it well. He did not take it. He did not behave like that. You know, being of a perverse character, having such a a character flaw, be unstable in his emotions because as far as you are as unstable as water, even though your position as a firstborn, your character doesn't help you. It doesn't show that you are a firstborn. He couldn't be trusted. He said you're stable. You can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. Why? Because he wasn't straight. He was crooked. He was, he was perverse. What did he do? He took his father's concubine, went, slept with his father's concubine. That's what happened when you have too many women. Some of them become, get, get frustrated on service and anybody can service them. <laughs> Pardon me. So men, one, ma- one man, one man, one man, one machete, one cry? <laughs> Put your hands together. <laughs> you can't even handle one and say you want to. Uh, one woman is enough trouble. <laughs> so, so we see here that Reuben, even though he was in the position as a firstborn, because of his character flaw, he didn't receive the blessing of the firstborn. And as I'm talking to you about the two sons, I want you to put yourself in whatever son you think you are. And you understand the word or where I'm coming from. Talk about the sons of God. Then Eli also had two sons. Eli was the priest, a high priest in Israel at that time. And Bible says that this man, this high priest, an old man, he, he was doing well, but there was a flaw in his sons. He had two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. They were also priests of the Lord because the priesthood was by inheritance. You are priests, your children will also be priests. But these two boys were Bible they were base and worthless. They were positioned as priests. But because of their character flaw, they were base and worthless priests. In the same way we have base and worthless Christians today. We are Christians, but it is our character that will determine what we really are. Hello. Bible said they were base and worthless. And Bible said they did not know or regard God. They didn't regard God. And the custom of the priests with the people was this that when a man offered a sacrifice, the priest servants came while the flesh was boiled with a flesh hook of three prongs in his hand. And he thrust it into the pan or the kettle or the cauldron or the pot. And all that the flesh hook took up, the priest took for himself. So they did in Shiloh when the Israelites came to bring sacrifice. So that which was supposed to be for God. Hophni and Phinehas will go and take it by force and the people say oh no no that is God's portion They say, "Oh, my angel leave us alone it's our portion our father is a priest we are priests so they'll take it and this thing that they did was wrong they took advantage of their position as the sons of the high priest to defile the sacrifice of God so this is what I'm preaching it's not to you it's to us to we pastors they defiled the, 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 that which belongs to God and even above that, they defiled the women. The Bible said they slept with the women who came to worship. Today, we have many, 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 many such pastors and priests in the world. Many defiled that which belongs to God. Defiled women. A woman comes home with a problem. So I have to holy bath you in order for you to conceive. And some pastors, women pastors also holy bath men. Oh, yeah, you say, eh? I know one. Not here in Akosobo. But let me just slip this one in. This very handsome man was sick. Oh, children. Pardon me. Are there children here? Anyway. Scared, whatever. So, that this handsome man was sick. And his wife brought him all the way from Ho. Because she had heard that this is a powerful priestess in Ho. In Akosombo. So, she brought him. The woman looked at the man and said, She holy bathed him. And after the holy bath, said this is all only my house. She holy bath and said to her wife, go. When he's better, I'll call you to come for him. That was it. She married the man. Oh, yes, it's true. I'm, it's not a joke. So you see, taking advantage of your position. Maybe you are saying hey, maybe you're also a manager somewhere. And you are taking advantage of your position to bully people, to misbehave some even to and uh, some to hit on the younger men or women taking advantage that is perversion and bible says they they defiled the woman came to worship and they died their their punishment was that God through them they died in battle and the priesthood was taken from their lineage so from that time there was no priesthood in the line of Eli but it shifted to the prophet Samuel Samuel was raised as a priest in their stead. You know, when we do not regard the position that God has given to us, nor do we regard God and what God has done for us, it's not always that we get away with it. In fact, you will never get away with it. It's just a matter of time. Now, I'm coming to the two sons of Abraham, the two sons of Abraham, Ishmael and Isaac. Now, their birth was um, in a way that Abraham and his wife Sarah decided to help God in that time of waiting. Don't try to help God. In your time of waiting for anything, they don't try to help God because God can help Himself. God can do it all by Himself. They try to help God, Amen. They try to help God. Sarah, let's bring in this Hagar, you no, know, to have a child for us, and they did, and it brought a whole lot of problems, and problems still exists with us today. Yeah, it still does. And then after they had gone ahead of God, God's promise came to pass. Sometimes we fail at the edge of miracles. Before your miracle come, just before your miracle is about to come, that is when you fail. And the Bible says that the, 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 there was contention. But then Galatians 4:22 to 20 says that for it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave, a bondwoman, and one by the free woman. That is Sarah. So, but he who was of the bondwoman was born first after the flesh. But he of the free one was born by promise. It said now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. So then, brother, we are not the children of the born woman, but the children of the free. Because the promise of God was this, that in, this, in Abraham's seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. He didn't say seeds. Seed, a particular seed, a promised one. That is Isaac. But when they went ahead and had Ishmael, still, God did not regard Ishmael as the seed or the one through whom the promise would come. So he, he also, in his position, supposedly was supposed to be a first but because it was not of promise it wasn't the promise of God Isaac eventually is rather the one who is the seed because he was the seed of the of the free woman now today you and I as the scripture I just read to you said we are the seed of the free woman the seed of promise the seed of God's promise unto Abraham that through him shall all the families of the earth be blessed we are the seed of Abraham that is what Galatians 3, 13 says that we are not subject to any curse because Christ hung on the cross and took the curse that was upon, supposed to be upon us. So we might receive the blessing of God that comes through Abraham. Why? Because we are Abraham's seed. We are the children of Abraham. We, we, we descend from the lineage of Abraham. And we the Gentiles have been adopted and have been grafted in. Amen. So we are Abraham's seed today. So we are the seed of the firstborn. Amen. God has granted us sonship. You and I are the sons of God. Now this morning, the, 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 the subject and the, and the thrust of this message is, what kind of son are you? Or what kind of son do you want to be? Do you want to be the son of, or, who carries righteousness or the son who is perverse? The perverse son, and I want to tell everybody: it's a choice. We have a choice, amen. Number one, we've gathered the position as sonship. John chapter 1, 10 to twelve says that Jesus was in the world, and the world was made by him, but the world knew him not. Say so he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But he said, but as many as received him, as many as believed in him, to them he gave he power to become the sons of God. Who has believed that Jesus is the son of God? Who has believed? Please lift up your hand. If you've believed, you've confessed, Jesus is the son of God, you believe, right? That you have been made a son of God. You are a child of God. You are a son of God. Hallelujah. He said to them, he gave them power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. Now, as sons of God, birth, born again, we are being transformed. There's a transformational process that is going on in our lives. We are being changed from glory to glory. Hallelujah. We are being changed from glory to glory. And we must allow and desire that change. Because we can't remain as we used to be. Because so long as you remain as you used to be, you live and walk as a believer in perversion. Amen. Let's read 1 John 3. Let it go to the board two to eight. I know you will not be tickled by this word, but I didn't come to tickle you. Yeah. I came to help, came to help you <clears throat> because the world is moving at such a pace. Every day you hear, um, gone too soon. Oh, what a shock. Oh, this, or oh, that, or oh, that, or oh, that. Listen, any day, any time, anybody could be called. but woe to him who is standing in perversion in the day that you are called any day, any time Christ will appear. Yes, we are waiting on the second coming of Christ. Anytime, any day. It could be tomorrow. It could be tonight. It could be five minutes from now. Woe to him that is found in the place of perversion when Jesus comes. And even apart from that, in your life, if you as a believer are living and walking in perversion, then that means that the devil is still ruling your life. And your life, beloved, is subject to the whims and the caprices of the devil. He's using you and there's only three things the devil has for you to destroy you, to steal from you and to kill you. There's nothing good that the devil has for us. If you've come to Christ, remain there. Remain in Christ and live in Christ and walk in Christ. That is where you see true fruitfulness in life. That is when your life will bear fruit. You know, but Christians don't really want to hear this if i came this i say, oh god is going to bless you hundred thousand dollars there two hundred thousand dollars a million dollars here, here. by this, this will be roaring but listen quinine no, some of you don't know quinine oh, we're small. If you small married, they give you quinine quinine is bitter but it does the work it solves the problem amen first john three two to eight brothers beloved now are we the sons of god and it does not appear what we shall be but we know that now let me read um okay let me read the nlt it's simple to see how very much our father loves us for he has called us his children and that is what we are but people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are god's children because they don't know him dear friends we are already god's children but he has not shown us what we shall be like when christ appears we do know that we will be like him for we will see him as he really is And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure. Anyone who has an expectation of Christ, Christ is coming, will keep themselves pure. Pure as he is. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law. For all sin is contrary to the law of God. But you know that Jesus came to take away our sins and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in sin in him will not... Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. If you live in Christ, you will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him nor understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning practice of sinning once in a while you can fall from grace but don't sleep on me please nobody sleeping i'll call you by name this word has to get into you said so those who have been born into the family of god do not make a practice of sinning when you realize that you are practicing sin continually then you know that there's something wrong but there's hope for all of us Amen. there's hope for you Amen. to come out of that Don't remain there. That's the thing. He said, they don't remain sin. They can't keep on sinning because they are the children of God. So now we can tell who are the children of God and those who are the children of the devil. Anyone who doesn't live righteously and doesn't love other believers does not belong to God. Amen. Hallelujah. He that committed sin is of the devil. King James, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he may destroy the works of the devil. That's why I said there's hope so if you find that you are continually habitually sinning you know the devil has got a foothold on you but jesus was manifest that he would destroy the work of the devil so you'll be free put your hands together (laughs) hallelujah we are the descendants of isaac the the children of the free woman free from the bondage of sin because sin is bondage sin binds you sin is a prison house hallelujah we have been delivered from the power of sin. Galatians 5, 1 says that in this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. He says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. Stand un- unhindered, unhampered by the bondage of sin. Do not give in to the yoke of slavery because you've put it off. You've put off sin. Why allow it to creep in back in your life? And why allow it to bind you? When you became one again, you were different. Now you've slacked. You've slacked. Because the devil is drawing you in. Bit by bit. Minute by minute. Piece by piece. It doesn't do at once. Oh, a little here, a little there. Before you know it, you are sunk. You are dunked in it. But praise be to God that Jesus came to bring us liberty. And you can be free this morning. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. You see, our position in Christ is a position of liberty we are not bond men we are not slaves to sin yeah. hallelujah brother we have been made slaves unto righteousness to do that which is right in the sight of god amen that's the bible says that you are a chosen generation you are a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people amen you know, brought out of darkness so you show forth the praise of him who has called you out of darkness and brought you into the marvelous light of his son jesus is your life showing forth the praise of god you must ask. does my life show for the praise of god we have been freed from the power of sin to live into unto righteousness it's like being in egypt in in bondage and you have been freed out of egypt coming to the promised land you are in the promised land you are sitting there and say, ah when i remember the onions and the leeks and the garlic of egypt mequando then you run back into egypt and then once you get in the door is closed again bam you're back into slavery do not go back nobody vomits and goes back to lick the vomit from the ground it's only animals who do that we have been liberated i was a stand fast therefore in the liberty wherein christ has made you free and do not be tangled again with the bondage of sin today if sin is ruling in any part of your life that's what God says, come and tell you, that it's time for you to become aware. Am I living in my position as a son of God? Or have I regressed, gone back to eating my own vomit? We are to show for the praise of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So our position, our position as sons of God, amen, is to stay in, the, stay in your lane, in the lane. And you must also understand your position is not a right. It's a privilege. We have been privileged to make sons of God. It's not a right. It's a privilege. It's of grace. But it's of grace that we are saved, not of works. Lest anyone should boast. It's grace. And if by grace you have been saved and you want to wiggle out of it and, and, and go back into perversion, you know, there's something people, people say, oh, when I sin, I just say, oh, God, forgive me, and then that's it. Yes, God will forgive you when you inadvertently sin, but when it's deliberate. God is not forgiving deliberate sin. That, oh, that means it's deliberate. God is not forgiving that. Hello? Amen. Amen. You see, God, after your salvation, is expecting something from you. Amen. He he's he has great expectations from of your life or from your life. Ephesians 3, Ephesians 1, 3 to 4. So blessed be the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. So according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, so that we be holy and without blame before him in love. God has brought you out of darkness into light. The expectation of God is that you stay in the light, be holy, and be, without blame, without blame, be blameless. Not that you come out and then you go in and you come out. That is not what God is expecting of you. God is expecting us believers to walk holy. You know, as for righteousness, it's been imputed upon us. The minute you receive Jesus Christ, God sees you as righteous. But as for holiness, it's a personal walk. You need to be holy. He says, "Be ye holy." Even as I, your God is holy. And Bible said, without holiness, you shall not see God. No. So it's time for us to cut, cut, cut. And it's, I, 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 I'm always that this generation, especially our youth, I, I, I feel so, you know, I'm ha- heart, felt pity for them. Because when we were young, the worst you could see on TV, and you even get a opportunity to see it. Because by the time it goes, we are going. Else, Heaven knows where we are going. Then your mother will look at you like this. At least my mother did. That's go to bed. And they want to cry. <laughs> and that was what they th- thought was adult or adult themed. And the other one was Avenue A, that had a very sinister music. Who, who, who remembers Avenue A? Have you forgotten the the, the theme song? That one was also. It was it was just a a, um, a detective something about murder and all those things. You are sent to bed before Avenue A. I think of something that was either seven thirty or eight. Who remembers? It was it seven thirty or eight? Seven thirty. Ah. Eight. Some people are saying. well Between seven thirty and eight. That was our bedtime. There was no computer, no internet newspaper was clean. If I to try and find a pornographic book, Uber bre. I remember when we were reading Mills and Boos. If your mother catches you reading Mills and Moose, It wasn't even pornography. It was just romantic. But today, how I many of her? I was laughing. You also read Mills and Boos. <laughs> Who read Miss and Moose? Lift up your hand. Oh, lift it up high. <laughs> like that. Some of you don't know Miss and Moose. You are too young. But that's romantic books. About elves and countesses and Barons. That's ah, so. all. Fall in love. But today, the things that are our, our youth have to contend and even we ourselves. You are innocently reading something and then pop up. Pop ups. Pop ups. No wonder so many people are being drawn into perversion. May God deliver us. I said, may God deliver us. And you, we need to be deliberate. We need to be deliberate. We need to be watchful. Because the enemy's purpose is to get you one way or the other. To destroy you. To destroy your faith. To destroy your, your, your soul. To draw you back. He's fighting every day in so many ways. And that is why we must be as wise as serpents. And as gentle as doves. God has an expectation of us to be holy and without blame. Men, people also have an expectation. From the day you told your friends or they realized that you are born again,, hey, they are looking for something from you. They are expecting you to be better than they are. but when you decide to swing with them, they realize, "Oh crap or oh, no,?" saying? is the endless expectation of the whole of the creation. is waiting for the manifestation. Of the sons of God, the earnest, the greatest, the, the strong desire of all of creation is waiting that the sons of God should manifest to show forth that we are the sons of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We are the light of this world, Jesus said. But you don't light a, a, a candle and put it under a bushel, but that's like a, a basket or a bowl. But when you light a candle, you put it on a upon a candlestick like that. And you set it up. So it gives light to the whole room. That's what you do with light. But unfortunately, our light has been lit by Christ. But we have decided to go underground. Under the table. So that our light is not shining. Our light is not shining. If people are not uncomfortable with you being in a place where they are discussing certain issues, they know that your light is not shining enough. Let your light so shine before me. Let your light so shine before men. So that they will see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Men have an expectation from us. And God also has an expectation of us. We are God's battle axe. We are the witnesses that God is God. But if our lives don't show that we are of God, how can we be effective witnesses? And that is the main reason why some people can't even tell people about Christ. Because you are not an example. But we can change that. I said, we can change that. That's what I love about, but we can change that. Hallelujah. We, we, We ought to manifest the character of God. Amen. We ought to manifest the glory of God. Hallelujah. If we are seated in Christ Jesus, then we ought to manifest Christ. So Christ in us is the hope of glory. And how do we do that? Bible says by setting our affections, our love on things above and not things on the earth because our old man is dead or supposed to be dead unless you went and resurrected it Mm -hmm. amen And and moreover we must mortify our members mortify so kill you must kill the desires of the flesh because that's what the desires of the flesh is strong strong anything that the flesh wants it fights for it Sometimes you don't even know. Before you know, you are desiring things that you shouldn't be desiring. Wanting to do things you shouldn't be doing. And it's like, when it's bad, it's like a bondage. But saying like we should mortify the desires of the flesh. We came to Christ to be changed. We didn't come to Christ to bear the name and be the same. That's hypocrisy. And that's a lie. And it's getting you nowhere. But buying a first class ticket to hell. And to destruction even in this life. So put on the new man, which is renewed knowledge. Your mind should be renewed after the image of the one who has created you. Our mind should be changed. Our old lives should die. Kill the old patterns of doing. Kill the old ways. Shouldn't be the same. Hallelujah. And I'm reading finally from Colossians 12. Say, so put on therefore as an the elect of God. Holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of my meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man has a cry against you. Even as Christ forgave you. And he says that, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you have been called in one body and be thankful and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in teaching and in, in admonishing one another. This is what I'm admonishing you. Amen. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing with grace in your hearts unto the Lord. And say, whatsoever you do in deed or in word, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you're about to do something, say, I'm, tell us, I'm doing this in the name of Christ Jesus, and see whether I can continue. If you're going to do this, I'm, go- I'm doing this in the name of the Lord. See whether you can continue with it. If you can continue with it, it's fine. If it's not, stop. What we must do says, all things are lawful unto us, but not all things are expedient. We have the right to do anything we want. It's my body. I can do what I want to do with it. It's my mouth. I can eat and drink anything I want to drink. It's my money. I can do anything. It's yours. Yes, it's lawful. But is, is it expedient? Will it be helpful? That's the question. So all things are lawful unto me, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful for me. But I will not be brought under the power of any. I won't let all things or anything control my life. You have the right to anything, to any choice. But you might ask yourself, will this choice help me? We are the sons of God positionally. Just as all the sons I talked to you about, they were all sons. Positionally, they were sons. Positionally, we are sons. But our salvation must express up in progressive christian character hello as a progressive word progressive sound christian character and living our lifestyles you know, m- m- must communicate to others the gospel more than what we say your lifestyle must communicate the gospel to people more than what you say because sometimes we talk more than we do but do more than you talk Your lifestyle must communicate God and the gospel to the unbelievers. Amen. Beloved, God is at work in us. And if only we allow him, he will do of his good pleasure in us. We have the power, we've been given the power to be blameless and harmless without rebuke in this world. Without rebuke in this crooked and perverse generation. Because you know something? so long as you decide to walk in perversion or you allow the enemy to draw you into perversion and you stay in there eventually it will find you out it will manifest in in something which is destructive the end of which is death and the reason why you sleep in church and you never sleep at a party and you never sit at a club is because that is where your heart is but when your heart is in the way you come and sleep so stop sleeping i'm watching those who are sleeping yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh truly you see we've made the gospel the gospel of grace but we have taken grace to our own understanding grace means everything is permissible not everything is permissible if truly we say we are in Christ then our lives must show forth Christ. our thinking our thoughts our actions our behavior more 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 so our inner self your thoughts your actions but you cannot say that you 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 are a son of God and you are living the life of this, the devil who is not your father. So he that sinneth is of the devil, and he that's, that's righteousness is of God. Church, where to a wise is not in the north, so it's right here. Shine as a light. Let us shine as lights. Amen. And <laughs> hey, you know something. We, in this house, we are very much into prayer, authority, power. But I'm telling you that the Christian who is living his is powerless. It doesn't matter what you say if you try to bind the devil, he'll slap you. Because you know you are saying, "I bind you," and you are holding his wallet. What are you talking about? The greatest weight of power and authority over the enemy is holiness, walking right with God. If we don't live right. We cannot confront sin. Let us live right. The Bible says finally, finally, Romans 8, 1-2 said therefore now there's no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. Then he begins to qualify it. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So that means there are so many people or there are some people who are in Christ Jesus but they are walking in the flesh and not in the spirit. Do you understand that? So walk in the spirit so that you will not give in to the desires of the flesh. So there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It doesn't end there. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What are we walking after? The spirit or the flesh? No, we we need to come to a place of repentance. Repentance means doing about 10, total circle. So we can take our positions as sons of God as light shining in this dark and perverse world we are the salt of the earth Bible says if salt loses its taste it's meant for nothing but to be thrown on the ground and to be trodden underfoot. and that's why today a lot of people can get the audacity to write and speak against pastors and men of God and Christians why because we lost our savor but if we keep our salt if you keep your salt Nobody can rise up and talk against you, the believer. Amen? And the enemy himself cannot condemn you. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Maybe we walk in the spirit as sons of God. Not like Cain, who was perverse. No, no, no. Not like the prodigal son, who walked in perversion. No. Not like the sons of Elah, who walked in perversion. Not like Esau, who disregarded his birthright, his position, just for nobility. Let us walk as lights. Let our light shine. That we may please God and also give glory to God, our Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. You want to rise up on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. All to Jesus. I surrender To Him I freely him. I will ever love And trust me in His presence daily I surrender Ah Someone we are doing the altar call, but this morning there's a higher altar call, there's a greater altar call, not just for unbelievers, but for believers who are still not walking completely as a light to us believers who recognize that. Even though we are the sons of God positionally in our character, in our actions, in our thoughts, in our behaviors, in all that we do, we, we haven't come to that place of total surrender. There's still a part of us that's being kept for ourselves. There's still a part of us that is not totally surrendered unto God. But this morning, your your, your word is there's a Lord, I want to surrender. I surrender all to you. I want to walk as a son of God, not a perverse son of God or daughter of God. I want to walk in holiness in righteousness i want to walk blameless i want to walk in you and with you and i want to live for you this is the greater altar call this morning because sometimes we deceive ourselves oh we are born again but really are we really born again are we really born again if you look into our lives, sometimes we are really 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 far from being born again the old man is still alive and working but paul said we should mortify, kill the old man let the new man emerge strong and live. So this morning, this altar call is not to those who do not believe, but to those who have believed and need to surrender. If you are that person, you want to lift up your, I'm not going to ask you to come forward. It's a personal thing. You know, life is about choices, where we are going in our lives. It's an individual choice. You know, my, 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 my duty is to tell you the truth. Your duty is to take it or leave it. But this morning, if you want to take it, lift up your hand and let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. You want to lift up your voice and pray. I to say, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you have loved me so much as your son. He said those whom you correct, those whom you, 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 you chastise are sons. Those who you don't correct are bastards. I thank you that you have regarded me today as a son. That's why you brought me to this word. That's why you are speaking this word to me. I surrender today all to you. Lord, in any way that I've walked, lived, fought, behaved perversely against your will, against your word, I pray for forgiveness. Lord Jesus, forgive me, cleanse me, wash me by your blood. I pray that restore unto me righteousness and help me to live a holy life, not in faith service but in my heart and in my soul and in my spirit, that my life may please you, that my life may be a light, my life may be salt to this earth and to all around me. I surrender my life to you. I will no longer walk in agreement with the devil. I walk in perfect agreement and surrendered unto you, Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You want to close your eyes and I want you to talk to God. Talk to God yourself. Talk to God. It's one thing me leading you to prayer. It's another thing, your own prayer. And where you need help, because sometimes sin becomes an addiction, becomes bondage, you can't break it. But you pray that, Lord, break the bondage of sin. Deliver me. Apostle, apostle, who will deliver me from this body of sin? Christ Jesus. Pray to God yourself. I want to live right. I want to think right. I want to walk right. We want to live in your truth. Nothing else but your truth, Lord. Help us to be better than we are. Change us. Transform us. Renew my life, oh God. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.